The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside Nate Green. Nate, you know the routine when we got a guest. Yep. I'm going to forget about you for a half second. Guys, uh, you might recognize the face, but this is Angels outfielder Joe Adele. Joe, how's it going, man? Excited to have you on. Oh, hey, what's going on, guys? I'm, uh, I'm glad to be here. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good, 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 good. Before I get to asking you questions, Nate, I'm not going to forget about you. How you doing? How's uh, you excited for this one, man? Yeah, of course. Doing well. Excited for this one. This is a big one. So awesome, awesome. So back on to Joe. Joe, how's the oblique? You know, I heard it had a little bit into the season there. Um, how's the oblique doing, man? Oh, uh, thanks for asking. Um, it's doing well. I haven't had any issues. Rehab went really, really well in Arizona. Um, by the time I came back, I was full scale, ready to go. Um, not even any soreness, really. Yeah, so it's been it's been fine. Um, definitely, as I've started lifting and working out, it's it's been a priority. You know, I don't want uh, I don't want that lingering in twenty four um, as we move forward. So I definitely have have uh, made sure that I've gotten the correctives in and I'm doing the things that I need to be doing so that doesn't come back and, and become an issue. Just kind of a freak injury. Um, I mean, I think part of it happened on the play with Muncie. So when I robbed that homer against Muncie in Dodger Stadium, I came up to bat the next inning, I believe. And I might have kind of had some sort of pull already. Wasn't 100% sure. That's what we think. We think that there might have been some slight pull going on there just from the play and it being so um, just kind of a weird angle that I took to make it. Uh, But yeah, during the at bat, I felt it and know was was very bummed obviously you know i'm a guy i want to be out there but uh yeah made it back and haven't had any issues so yeah yeah we were we were bummed here on the show as well we were were finally saying like joe's gonna get his chance like he's gonna get yeah finally gonna get some consistent (laughs) like 30 days fully of a (laughs) real baseball schedule not this week on week off we were so excited for it but i mean we're excited to see you back uh back in spring in 20 uh 2024 and then um you know hopefully making the making the roster out of spring as well um but Besides that, I want to throw off some rapid fire questions for you. Get get your role in here. So, uh, who's your favorite player growing up? So, my favorite baseball player growing up was Joey Votto. For those of you who don't know, I grew up um, in Louisville, Kentucky. So, Joey and you know the Reds—they were right up the street from me. Uh, I remember growing up and uh, and going to games with my little league team and and hanging out and seeing that guy just kind of do what he does. Just all around baseballer. You know what I mean? I, I think I was more in yeah. tune. 
the fact that this guy was just uh, he was such a the, the game he he soaked the game up. He was in every moment. He was in every pitch. That was really cool for me. Um, obviously, I was really young when I first saw him play and got to kind of see a different level of baseball there from him. Actually, it's funny. Two spring trainings ago, we were playing in Goodyear, and I told him when I got to I walked or something or I hit a single or something in spring, and I told him he was on first base. I was like. Just want to let you know, not that you care, but you're my favorite player growing up. And me and him got to chit-chatting about it. So it's kind of funny how it comes full circle now that, you know, I play in the league and and uh, I have a favorite player who who's playing or was playing and uh, pretty cool experience. So that's that. Yeah, that, that's actually awesome. Getting to meet your uh, <laughs> favorite player growing up at first base, you know, playing against him. So that's uh, that's awesome. Best baseball movie. Ooh, best baseball movie. Ooh, I gotta go major league major league makes you crack up man it's a classic um you know I know there's some sandlot some sandlot people out there but for me it's just definitely major league just the original light no nothing (laughs) nothing wrong with major league nothing wrong with that I don't think there's a wrong answer there so um favorite Gatorade color or flavor if you're a Gatorade guy Ooh, um I don't drink a lot of Gatorade, but if I had to choose a flavor, I would probably go it's between grape or lemon lime. Something about lemon lime. I know that's kind of a mixed bag for a lot of people, but lemon lime kind of has a twist to it. Probably one of those two. Maybe mixed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there, we that <laughs> there we go. I, I like it. Toughest pitcher yeah. you face so far? Ooh. You know, it's, it's crazy. When I get asked the question about – toughest pitchers I kind of go by year because it's it's kind of tough for me to remember um like year as the years go on I face a lot of guys <laughs> honestly I remember one from a couple of years ago I think Clayton Kershaw made it through seven innings against us at a home game a couple of years ago he had the slider going real tight on the righties uh man he was lights out that night I know in particular and I faced him times after but that particular time Man, he had he had it going. And I know, you know, I think our report on him was, you know, if he's burying the sliders in on the righties, you know, it's going to be a long day. Because obviously, you know, you're looking for the big curveball to pop. But, man, he was throwing, you know, his velo was up a little bit. And he had the slider command on the inside part of the plate. He was tough that night. Um, but I, one that stands out from this year, believe it or not, is the Mason Miller kid from Oakland. Mm. My goodness. Hey. I mean, I don't know if anybody's been talking about this guy or maybe I've just been out of the loop. But I got to tell you, I faced him in AAA when he was on a rehab assignment. I think he had one rehab assignment in AA. He was it was the quietest four or five innings ever in a AAA game I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I was I was raking at the time. I think I'd just come from Albuquerque. I had like seven jacks in six days. This guy was throwing fastballs right by. I mean, it was we were when we'd foul one off, we'd feel good about it. I mean, just elite level fastball. And I think that was the that was the biggest thing that stood out to me. Because I faced nasty off speed pitches, but when a guy can come out, man, and he's just throwing gas and, and he's getting it by you, it's it's really uh it's really special. So, you know, hopefully he can seem to continue to stay healthy because he's gonna be a, a kid to battle against for sure. 
Yeah, I think I wa- actually watched that game because you were on fire at that time, like you said. And I was like, "What's Joe going to wow. do against Mason Miller?" And and yeah, he wow. he looked he was unbelievable that night for sure. And nothing wrong with Clayton, nothing wrong with Clayton Kershaw either. So, um, let's see here. As you are an outfielder, what is the best baseball catch of all time? Oof, me personally, like the best one. Yeah, give, or, let's let's see or, here. What what is your best? What's your best catch? Do you think? Oof, um. Man, it's, it's honestly, it's pretty close. I, I think it's between, I caught a ball down the left field line in Tampa last year mm-hmm. that I thought was pretty, was a pretty good one. It was a foul ball, but if, in Tampa, if you go down the left field line, you run out of space. Yep. So like, as you go down that line, they have, it's, it kind of gets really open around the bullpen area, but then it closes yep. off really narrow once you get down towards the foul line. Yep. And I dove and made a play in foul territory. And I think my glove was like maybe an inch or so from the, wall I mean it was like a full out I was playing an oppo shift so I was towards center field and I ran all the way over and made a play in foul territory I thought that was pretty good just because it was a foul ball right like I saved a pitch um the game situation you know when you're playing Tampa they're a team that's always contending that's always in the mix so those moments kind of fire you up I would also say probably the Muncie catch just because I haven't played a whole lot of center, but it was an opportunity mm-hmm. for me to go out and show that you know, I can manage the middle of the field. And, you know, that play, you know, it, it, all these plays end up mattering, you know, it took a home run away. So anytime you, you can do that, um, I give that extra points. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I not, nothing wrong with either one of those. I'm, I mean, robbing a home run is pretty, pretty freaking special. So um, last one here for you before we get on to a couple other things. Um, do you have a pregame meal? that you like to eat there is um pre-game for me that's been a go-to um honestly here recently within the last year or so that i've really enjoyed has been peanut butter and banana with some honey on top and i just you know nice and i'm good to go it's enough to keep me full for four or five innings and then you know i don't have to worry about uh running into the bathroom mid-game you know what i mean that's uh that ain't what you want. <laughs> no, absolutely not. So um appreciate you answering those questions. Sorry, I know I kind of threw you on the spot there a little bit, but uh get on to some some actual topics and questions here. Uh you got the Joe Adele Foundation. Talk to us about that, where anybody can find uh the Joe Adele Foundation, how they can help out, um, contribute, anything like that, man. Absolutely. So what I did with my foundation is I started it right after I got drafted. So in 2017, that fall, I launched it. Um from a real just basic standpoint, I wanted something open-ending. So I wanted I wanted to be able to take ideas from everybody in the community, uh, community leaders, teachers, principals, schools, and kind of develop a way to do small projects. I didn't want to do projects that were so big that I couldn't manage them. I think that's a thing. A lot of times in foundations, you see projects that are so large scale that maybe at times, you know, you can be in and over your head. For me, I wanted to do two or three projects a year max. And these projects range from, we had Cuts for Kids, uh, which was, we raised money and and were able to fund a barbershop in the middle school that my mom was teaching at at the time. And then the hope was to expand it. We're still working on that. But not everybody can afford a haircut. You know, it sounds, you know, we get a haircut maybe once every couple of weeks, but when it comes down to it, you know, kids in the inner city, you know, are showing up and appearance is, is brutal. You know, appearance is important. Um, it's something that 
for me, you know, when I get a haircut, I remember growing up being a kid in middle school and, you know, looking forward to, you know, once a week getting a haircut and having that, you know, going into school the next day, feeling fresh, you know, and, and new. And um, so that was something that was a cool collaboration. We were able to come up and, and get the, the ball rolling there. Um, another thing we've done is the Turkey Drive. We did that religiously for three years. I think COVID made it difficult for us to get out and do it um, 2020 during that fall. But we're looking to get that back going because that was a big deal in the community. It's just going and we partnered with the police department. So we were able to get uh, turkeys delivered to families from, you know, my foundation and LMPD, uh, Louisville Metro. And that was big because trying to bridge that gap, is, I think is huge. I think that's a big thing. A lot of times I think the families in that area uh, turn the other way when it comes to police. So getting them involved, I think was big. And yeah, we, you know, I've had some stuff go on uh, as far as delivering groceries. We've had groceries set up where we've had families being able to uh, call in and get kind of like a, a DoorDash, but for groceries in a sense for families in need. So really just um, as the money comes in, as we've collected donations, we found a way to do small things, small projects. And when we can highlight them, we highlight them and serving the community of Louisville basically in any way that we can, that makes sense. And so as we've done that, the goal is to eventually move out of the city and, and kind of expand elsewhere. But for right now, we focus on, you know, these families and their needs on a day-to-day basis. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that that's really awesome. Um, yeah. Before we move on, tell everybody where they can find the Joe Adele Foundation if they want to contribute or anything like that. I'm also going to drop the link um, below on on YouTube and and on uh, Megaphone as well for those listening. So tell everybody. Absolutely. It's uh, joeadelfoundation.org. Perfect. So Sweet. my name, foundation.org. So yeah, get on there and, and check it out and see what we've done. Um, you know, what we're going to continue to do. So Awesome, man. I love hearing it. I absolutely love hearing it. And um, again, if anybody here wants to uh, go and contribute, go check it out, joeadellfoundation.com. Um, with that being said, let's get on to a little baseball talk here. I didn't include this into anything we talked about beforehand. You hit a 514-foot home run. You know how far <laughs> that is, man? <laughs> um, I mean, what, I, what think, was that I like? think some would say the altitude maybe had something to do with that, but I, I, I don't <laughs> believe that, personally. I don't believe that. I did it went that no. far, so who cares? <laughs> Everybody had his four, 514 feet. Um, okay, t- talk talk to us. Talk to us about that. What do you you don't think it was that far? Do you think it was the farthest ball you ever hit? I think it was uh, to exactly how far it actually was. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, again, I, I think the reason why I believe that it was over 500 feet is because of the pitch type. So a lot of times the breaking balls are the ones that go farther. A lot of people don't know that, but the breaking balls actually go farther. So I was in a three, I was, I think I was in a three, one count, either a three Oh or a three, one count. I was being really aggressive. Um, in the count had seen three pitches and yeah, I got a real, I actually got a, it was actually a decent breaking ball to hit. I mean, it was a middle, middle pitch. It was a, you know, 12, six curveball, And yeah, I put an absolute a swing on it. I didn't miss hit it. I hit it flush and, and, uh, yeah, it, it went for a ride to be totally honest with you. I was really surprised at just how far it took. Like I knew I hit it really, really well. But then when I saw people running into the neighborhood back behind and left center, I was like, man, like this was, this was hit really, really well, you know, because obviously you hit BP, you have a gauge of your own home ballpark. So, you know, 
you know, when you hit one good where it normally ends up, not that, you know, you're making it home run derby every day during batting practice, but you have an idea of where you're hitting pitches and, and, and where the, uh, the ones you hit well, where they end up. And that one was, that one was smoked, man. It really was. Um, it's, it's funny because I joke around that guy came back the next day, or I think it was two days later, that pitcher came back the next day, two days later man wipe out stuff he wouldn't have me touch anything it was it was so funny i got in there i'm like this looks like a different guy <laughs> <laughs> i think i think you put a little bit of something behind it this time <laughs> next time through for sure so i I've, I've been trying to figure out where it land landed so i we can confirm now it went out it landed outside the stadium i've been there before that is a that is a, an absolute poke um if it was 514 feet or not it's still ridiculous how far you hit that ball i had to bring it up so um that that it was it was unbelievable um and i'm i'm glad i'm glad you hit that ball because that, that that was awesome that was an absolute tank so um nate i'll pass it over to you i know you got a couple questions for him well, <laughs> yeah let's let's just start with uh we saw some videos last year of your off season but like what does your typical off season look like i know you're probably already started on that grind so absolutely so right now what i have going on is um I like to, I kind of get antsy, like we were talking about earlier. So I start my lifts about a week or so after the off season or after the season ends most of the time. And what I do is I kind of do, um, I kind of just do my own version of like my own conditioning, um, stretching, um, like what, like ab workouts. I'll do like an ab series and kind of just take it really, really light for two or so weeks and then I'll actually get into training with my trainer. So I actually lift with the Angels strength coordinator um, now, um, Dylan. Man, me and him have been together now working out in the offseason for three years now. I think I had, a, I had an injury in 2019 that, um, that hindered me. And he got me back, I guess, I think like two months I had a schedule. I ended up coming back. And I really, me and him really hit it off well. So I reached out and was like, Hey, if you want to work out, if you want to work me out during the off season, man, like I'm going to be living in Arizona. Like we can do this thing full scale. Um, let's do it. And we've been working out ever since. So I'll work out about three or four days a week now. Um, and man, we get after it, man. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely for me, I like being challenged in the weight room. That's like a big thing for me. I know everybody's different when it comes to working out and getting lifts in, um, but I like to run it. I mean, I guess you can call it football style. You know, I like to really get in and and um, and push it, man, and almost, you know, see how far I can go. And um, he's been really supportive with me about that. Um, and, and, and that's really uh, that's where I hang my hat. I, you know, I show up every year in spring training. and My goal is to be top tier level of conditioning that I can be in. And that's how you play longer. You know, that's how I'm able to do what I do in the box. And, um, you know, that's what I believe in. So I'll do that. Uh, another thing that I've included is is once a week, um, I'll get a stretch once a week. So I'll have an hour-long stretch. So I'll have somebody come over and, and stretch and do mobility um, stuff. And then I'll have a massage once a week. So I'll have a sports massage once a week as well. And I just do that even if I'm not sore that week. It's just something that I do for recovery. And, you know, when the swings start, the swings start, my body will be prepared to do what I needed to do. 
You make, awesome. you make you make it sound really easy, by the way, to hit 514 foot home runs. You know, you get a massage <laughs> weekly, you, you stretch a couple times, and you get a couple big lifts in. So, um, I'm going to start hitting tanks here pretty soon, then too. There it is. That's <laughs> it could be. That could be the formula. That could be it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Um, I, I got a got yeah. a question here for you. Another fun one. Um, Brandon Marsh, man, you guys, uh, you guys basically ah. grew up together. <laughs> Watching them on the uh, on the on the big level, you know, uh, on that big media level um in world series hitting big big home runs and big doubles man what's it like to see brandon do that man i'll tell you what um man just what a brother for me you know that's that's a that's a day one guy for me and um you know obviously we came up through the system together and um you know when he left that was kind of a weird day we were like looking at each other like we we just we've been playing together for so long we just don't know what it's like to not play um, with each other. Um, but man, what he's been able to do, um, jumping in that environment. And I think the thing for me, what I'm so happy about for Brandon is the fact that, you know, he gets an experience where the fans, the team, the people are around him and who he is and what he's about. That's the coolest thing. You know, you can really see it. You know, you see the fans in the stands wearing the beard and they have like, the beard and the hair. I, I think it's in the team shop now at this point. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? But they, they definitely have beard envy in the stands. And it just, you can just see how Philly just surrounds this guy and embraces him. I think that was the coolest thing. And I, I went to the uh, NLCS, I think it was game four. I, it was one of the games they were playing here in Arizona. Um, but I took a trip down, kind of just like a, a fly on the wall, you know, sat. You know, my seats were okay, um, but I just wanted to sit and embrace it. Um, I was actually sitting in the Philly section. Um, I just kind of wanted to see what it was like, you know. And when he got up to bat, when he did something, when he had a single, man, the fans, the way they surrounded him, it was something that was was really cool for me to see. Just because that's how I cheer for him. And to have him being in a moment like that for two years, you know, where he's been a part of playoff activity and, and been in the mix man it's really cool and how much better he's gotten as a player from being in that environment too is is uh is pretty incredible so hat tip for, to him for jumping in a new uniform you know something that was you know we thought obviously that man we're never gonna split you know but, but at some point you know the business of baseball is what it is and he had to go and, and, and go his separate route and to see him just embrace it and have all the success in the world man just had tip to him and um man they, they got a great player and an even better dude so i'm happy for him and aaron marsh congratulations um pan american team usa bringing the medal wow how about she's, that family you talk about she's, she's incredible she's they, they yes, both are but she incredible. aaron's unbelievable uh, could you beat her in a race by the way <laughs> you know what i, I don't know I, I tell you what I would, I would say if she wanted to talk about running, I would, I would pull my notepad out and take notes. So yeah. I'll tell you that. That's yeah, a yeah. fact. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's an unbelievable fact. That's a fact. That's yeah. a fact. So it, it's great. Congrats crazy. to her because uh, them taking that back, you know, she's a, she's a world champion now. It's awesome. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Nate, I'll let you answer one more and then we'll let Joe yeah. go. Man, what do you got? You, you got to have your Kirk Cousins moment where you were off to the side and no one really had to bother you that was cool but um so just want to know like who's been the most influential player or coach 
on the team so far, just through your young career? We know Marsh is up there, but is there someone else that, that's kind of been that, that person for you? Man, to be totally honest with you, you know, I think the most influential people in my life have been my family, my mom and dad. Um, you know, obviously, you know, at the end of the day, we got to go back to our roots. You know, we spent all the time in the clubhouse and with players and, you know, guys are doing their own thing. But we, we have family. And, you know, without my family and my mom, my mom's been in education for over 20 years. She's about to get her doctorate um, coming up next summer. So congrats to her on that. Um, man, just the perseverance, you know, of my mom and dad. Um, it's something where when the days get tough for me and I look around and, and I'm trying to figure out how to get through it and how to figure out what's next um, and how to be the best version of myself and how to put the best foot forward. Man, you know, I look to my parents, you know, my mom, my dad. My dad played college and professional football for a little bit uh, before a, a lower back injury. But, man, I tell you what, it's um, to have that type of unit to call in when, when things aren't right or when they're great and to, and to celebrate and to be happy. That's been um, – that's what's gotten me to this point now um, in, the, in the tough life and the tough world that we live in. Um, it's been my family. <laughs> That's 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 great to hear, yeah. man. I really really do appreciate that one. Um, just again, want to thank you so much, Joe, for jumping on, talking with us, talking a little bit of baseball this off season. Um, great to hear that you know the obliques healing up good. We're excited to see you back in a uh, back in spring in Angels uniform. Um, you know, com- competing for for an outfield job out there with uh, with Mike Trout, and um, I'm sure that's that's an absolute blast to to hang out with that guy on a daily basis. So, um, but again, thanks thank you for jumping on, guys. Again, don't forget to go check out the uh, the Joe Adele Foundation. Um, you can follow myself on X Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate Green 34. Joe, nobody needs to follow you. I mean, you probably have a thousand million followers, but throw your, throw I'm your taking, X. I'm taking as many as I can get. So Do it. Throw, keep, throw your, yeah, you keep doing your thing. Throw your hand, throw your, uh, throw your X handler, Twitter handle out there. So everybody knows where to follow you too. <laughs> Twitter handle is Joe Adel seven. My first and last name, that's J O with no E A D E L L seven. Instagram <laughs> is Adele seven. So just the last name of the seven. So let's keep it simple. Do it, do it. Go, go follow Joe. And uh, again, Joe, thanks so much for jumping on. Uh, guys, again, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.